Just a couple of boys from WA. But if you're not, that's okay. It's the Mitchell and Michael Show. Ooh. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. Robitussin. Robitussin. I've never had Robitussin ever. My mum's just like, put Vicks on it. I'm like, but it's a flesh wound. And she's like, Vicks. Vicks. I like Vicks. Uh, my wife hates it. You know, actually, what my mum does lately is she goes, have some vitamin C. And it's not like, she doesn't mean like, you know, have an orange. She's like, has, she's got like this little, like almost like she's bloody Pablo Escobar. And it's like, she's got like all this like white powder. And she's like, put it in the water. And you, you know, water it around. And you drink it and it tastes like the worst thing you've ever yeah. drunk in your life. But mum just thinks it fixes everything. Also, it's kind of like, what she's saying there is you've got a flat tire and she's going, and she's going like, get the spare tire. Now, where's the spare tire? It's already packed, isn't it, in the car? But if you open the boot and went, ah, oh, there's no spare tire, you have to go and get... So that's what she's doing? Like, have vitamin C. Make sure you have vitamin C all the time. It's no good when you are sick. It's too late. Yeah. Oh, but like, it's like, get you're, it in you. So you like, like, <laughs> get it in you. Get uh, some of this up you. It's, better, <laughs> it's <laughs> better in you. Maybe it stops you from being, like, sick of later. Who Cop knows? that. No, Who that's knows? what I mean. Like, always great to have, but you're playing catch up at that mm. point. Yeah. She should be, every time you go over, she should be like, a vitamin C, bitch. Well, she actually does anyway. But and you're like, like, thanks, mum. To be fair, I ignore her every time until I'm sick. And then I'm like, ah, I'm like, it's like cramming for an exam. I'm like, ah, get it all in. Like, maybe I'll retain a little yeah. bit of it. You never know. Uh, Michael Ross, bad, uh, bad show today. Because uh, I have potentially oh, yeah. been cyber attacked because of Optus. Yeah, huge scandal. Uh, I haven't been contacted, but as I said to my wife, I reckon that the dark web has already got everything about me. Like, well, that's the thing. It's like I don't. If my whole thing is like, if you want to get me, you'll get me. Like when people go, but, "You're on radio now." Like, are you worried about like if people like coming after you and being like, "Oh, he said this, he said us. that." Yeah, I'm like, mate, yeah. Gene. You know, like, you go back on my Facebook like four years, I wouldn't have a career. <laughs> like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. So if you want to get me, get me. Please don't. I'm just saying, it's very easy. It's look, it's so easy. It happened to Optus, a big company like that. They got got as well. So that comes. We got uh, Scott Phillips joining us as well to actually break down like, can this happen? To the banks? What? And Could then, your money go? And then lose all my money. And then what do I do when I don't have any money? Like, how do I, how does it affect my grocery shopping? Go to the bargain bin. I act as if I have been hacked and all my money has been stolen. That's how I live yeah. my life. Yeah. Like, I don't get paid by work and I have to, f- to trudge my way through the bargain fridge at a Woolies. You still live like the Great Depression people. Like, you line up for soup, and they're like, we don't do that here. Did that end? Did the Great Depression... <laughs> oh, sorry. I still got food stamps. I'm definitely still in it. Michael Ross, let's kick it off uh, by making fun of the headlines with Ben Harvey. Politics. Crime. Sport. Finance. You've heard the news before, but not like this. <laughs> it's Up Early with Ben Harvey. Michael Ross. Give me the headlines. The AFL has reported its second lowest ratings in history for this year's AFL Grand Final. It helps having two teams playing. Damn it. (laughs) 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 Was it bad? Wait, hang on. Was it bad delivery? Was it? Was it? It Bad. This is bad delivery. (laughs) So. <laughs> it I was helps having say, two teams fight. It helps yeah. having two teams fight. Yeah, like it works. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Jeez, I'm Sam Reed. Go <laughs> out. Like I'm here, ready to play. Oh, I was not ready. I hurt my leg. Uh, controversial vegan activist Tash Peterson has been arrested again. This time, returning to WA for the royal show to padlock herself to a cow judging pen. Ironically, she won first place. <laughs> 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 Look, that's like it doesn't even feel like you go no, but then you go. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like neutral. It's like, not, it's like not offensive, but we'll let it go. I'm wrong at a right. Just yes. cancel each other out. Yeah, and that's what people need to understand. Uh, and finally, speaking of the Perth Royal Show, they had chaos yesterday oh. as the FPOS machine went down. The FPOS. The, the, the one. one. The FPOS machines went down, leaving many goers unable to spend money. Uh, luckily, you could still take out mortgages so people could afford to buy stuff there. <laughs> yep. It's, it's very expensive. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Good times. You radicals now. We're going to dive into the bargain bin next. I'm going to do a fitness test. <laughs> i tell you what. The bargain bin might not be for you if you were going to the Royal Show. Because I don't think anything there is really a bargain. No, we're still recovering. It's time for all you little bin chickens to dive into Michael's Bargain Bin. Join the Facebook group, Michael's Bargain Bin, to brag and boast about all your bargain finds. The Bargain Bin is a glorious place, Mitch. And you should sign up now if you haven't on uh, Facebook. Join the group. And yes, brag and boast about your bargain finds. And that's what exactly I'm doing this morning. Uh, It is... A bit of a brag, a bit of a boast. But it's also a, a teaching moment. Yep. Because I think I've worked out a great little bargain hack. And that is on a public holiday, that is the perfect time to swoop in on some big deals. Okay, a lot of things might be very expensive on public holidays. You know, like yeah. you go to a cafe, they might be a public holiday Mate. surcharge. Mate, they had $20 pizzas on the wall yesterday that yeah. I bought. They charged me. 23 bucks. I was like, it's made chalk. You can literally just take away the zero and put the <laughs> They slugged you with the surcharge. Surcharge. Terrible. Uh, what you do, go to the shops, okay? Because here's the thing. How many people are shopping on public holidays? It's a lot quieter. Yeah, it is. And so that means at the end of the day, the amount of reduced items has like backed up. Oh, yep. And so we're talking like whole fridges. You take a fridge. <laughs> not a whole, whole, whole fridge is filled yep. with reduced goods. So check this out. Look at this. I got these. I got these chorizo and halloumi meatballs. Just by the words alone, you mm. know that that's not in a regular Michael Ross shop. Yeah, because that's not like. And it says the word premium. That's not happening. No, I'm getting the cheapest mints I can find. Was eight dollars. I got it for three dollars twenty. You know, I so, did f- say so for eighty. Did we go? If we must have gone to the same place, because I, th- I thought I saw those and I was like, I'll leave those for him. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> uh, how about uh, prawns? Check this out. Prawns was $3.28, now $1.64. That's, like, that's dicey, though. 50% See? off prawns. Seafood, jeez. Uh, this yogurt my wife wanted uh, was $2.50. She's not getting yogurt for $2.50. A, t- a tub, like a. Like a little individual, tiny, like a little yeah. tiny one. Now, 73 cents. You can have as many as you like, love. You can have as many as you <laughs> like. <laughs> and I even got... This was a really bizarre purchase, but I'll tell you why I did it. It was a roast capsicum sealed in like a deli thing. Oh, yeah? 
And it was $5. That's absurd. That's absurd, isn't it? That's absurd. But it was down to $2.50. That's still weird. No, what I did, I went to the fresh capsicum. Yeah. I took the smallest one I could find. And I weighed it. And it was nearly 200 grams. And capsicums at the moment are $14.90 a kilo. Mm. And so this absurd, bizarre roast capsicum was more cost-effective than getting a fresh capsicum. You, sir, need a hobby. (laughs) (laughs) This is my hobby. This is my game. And I am winning. Because they're trying to send something to space. What do you mean, something? They're trying to send a, uh, like a missile, if you will, to save the population. A multi-million dollar spacecraft will collide head-on with an asteroid the size of the Great Pyramid of Giza in a world-first full-scale defense for, like, NASA. I have I have re- read about this briefly. Yes. So this is like straight out of movies. And yeah. they're like an asteroid, imagine it's hurling towards Earth. How would we stop? I'm it? pretty sure it's like the plot for um, This Is Us. This Is Us? No, that's a horrible <laughs> TV series. Look up. Don't look up. Don't look up. That one. Yeah. Uh, a 570 kilogram spacecraft named a dart. Uh, the small <laughs> asteroid known as the Dim- Dimorphos? Dimorphos? Uh, Dimo- Dimorphos. Uh, it will crash into it at high speeds. Uh, it's called the Double Asteroid Redirection Test. This is a DART mission. Nice. Many people listening have been on a DART mission that has probably felt as well. I like that, that. You know, they're trying to hit, basically, you're trying to hit like uh, triple 20. Pretty much, yeah. Because <laughs> I guess if you're like half a degree off, you'll like wipe out Mars. Like, I'm pretty sure that's like <laughs> how far away we're dealing with it. Now, it's 11, kilo, uh, 11 million kilometers from Earth. And it poses no threat. Okay, so this is the test. Yeah. So it's basically like we're trying to go, hey, remember how the dinosaur... Now, I'm sorry that this um, contradicts your book, but when the dinosaurs <laughs> were here... It's not my book, mate. There's a lot wrong in that book. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess they're trying to say, hey, if it happens again, or we're like, we've got an opportunity again, wipe it out before it happens. Yeah. It's like, it's a great idea. It's a great use of science. On that book, just quickly, mm-hmm. uh, like Stephen King doesn't leave in typos. You know, editing is required. What do you mean? You know, it's worth looking at something and going, oh, what should be there? What shouldn't be there? That's all I'm saying. That thing hasn't been edited in a long time. Oh, yep. You know. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, it's going to cost $325 million, and it's a test. Yeah. Like... Thoughts? But worth it? $325 million. What if next year they're like, oh no, here comes an asteroid? Good thing we did that test. But if you're telling me if that if we can't give money to science to look at these things, mm-hmm. then what can we give money to? The church. <laughs> you can <Heels> pray <laughs> that it doesn't happen. Now, Margaret, you might have heard about the Optus hacking. Uh, as of late, uh, they have lost uh, many a detail. Uh, to some pirates who demand, I think, it's just like a measly $1 million. $1 million US dollars. Yeah. They want for uh, 2.8 million records. Which isn't even, isn't even that much. Um, which is... That's like, what they've actually <laughs> said. Have you seen the ransom note? No, I haven't. It's quite funny. Uh, with the, the hackers saying... Uh, 
If one million pay, then data will be deleted from Drive. Only one copy exists. We will not sail data. Completely gone. It's like, you... <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> no. And look, I am an Optus customer. Uh, keep in mind, was thinking of changing recently anyway, but apparently it wouldn't have mattered. Because, uh, yeah, it's like previous customers as well. It's which anything is that is on rude. File. If we break up, you're not supposed to keep photos of me. Like, everyone knows that. That's yeah, illegal. That's rule number one. Yep. Uh, but I got hit with an email that said, uh, like, unfortunately, we've been hit with a cyber attack. Oh. I was like, don't we? You got hit with it. <laughs> we? <laughs> they say, well, you yeah. and me. We are in this together. These are unprecedented times. Uh, and it says, importantly, no financial information or yeah. passwords have been accessed. However, the information when, which has been exposed is your name, mm-hmm. date of birth, yep. email, mm-hmm. phone number, okay. address, right. and the numbers of the ID documents that you've provided, such as driver's license number, passport number. But do they have the passport photos or driver's license photos? No. It says no copies okay, so of the numbers. photo IDs have been affected. So that's good. That's good, that it's just kind of the numbers of it all. Yeah. And my mum said, because I'm, I'd say efficient, yeah. Um, a lot of my passwords, and Matt from Best IT would hate this, who was our <laughs> sponsor on the Tesla Tour and does yeah. cybersecurity. It's hard to remember all my passwords. I want to write them down. What if someone sees them? Then they'll have them. What if I just have one password in my head for everything? That's right. I have one password have one for yeah, the everything. master key. So if you find, if anyone under, if anyone gets my password, you will get into like my Medicare, my like uh, Tinder, my <laughs> my bank account, my house. You'll get into everything, into my pants, anything. A password <laughs> will get you anywhere, this one password. So I can only imagine that if that gets, so like I'm assuming hackers know that as well. And so yeah. they go, well, I've but, got that. But they've admitted that no passwords were stolen. So, uh, is what you're telling us is that you don't mind that the rest is, you don't mind that the rest is gone because they didn't get your master key. Like, we are by far, like, not famous. Like, by far, we are the furthest thing from it. Yeah. However, we are in the ballpark. People already know my name. Yep. People would already know my date of birth, my email. I've said my phone number on this radio show many times. Okay. People probably know where I live because heaps of people go there. So... (laughs) I'm fine. (laughs) Michael, and you might have an unfortunate allergy. Mitch might be allergic to chili, but that's not really unfortunate. You know, it can be a little bit annoying, but it's not really unfortunate. My only allergy used to be, and I'm not even sure if it's true anymore, but I used to be allergic to... um, The gym. Elastoplast. (laughs) So, like... Any, like, band-aids or strapping, if you yeah. had to do any strapping for sport. Which is good, because you never would have, like... I was, a, like, I was allergic to, like, the glue on it. Yeah. Uh, but that's not unfortunate, because you don't want you don't want a band-aid. No. I'm talking about things that you wish you could have, but you can't. And also, you know what? You know my thoughts on band-aids. They're for babies, you know? All you right, get mate. surgery or get on with it. Enjoy your infection. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now... My wife works with lots of kids in like after school care and they these days are like so on top of it. I remember the like no peanut rule being brought in like 20 years ago when I was in school. Yeah. But it's even it's even more now whereas like as soon as a kid can have an allergy even if it's just like one kid in the in the group yeah. something is banned. Yeah. 
And we have lost from from this school that my wife works at. Yeah. They have lost an Australian classic, as one child is allergic to Vegemite. Oh. I mean, it's not the like. I've never encountered it though, because and I said to her, I was like, "What do you mean? Is it like the yeast?" And I'm like, "So then they can't have bread?" And she said, "Oh no, they can have bread." She's like, "But for some reason, it's the ve- like it's maybe too much yeast in the Vegemite." She's like, "I don't know all the." The details, but can't or, have Vegemite. Or is it the classic, like, the kid wants Vegemite and the parents are like, no, 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 I don't want to buy that. You're allergic to that. Because okay. parents love doing that one. That'd be wild. That could get really out of hand, couldn't it? If you were like, mum, can I have a pizza? And they're like, no, if you have pizza. <laughs> Your throat will close. Well, that's like heaps of parents have done that all the time where they're like, oh, no, they're sold out. They don't make those anymore. That's fine. Yeah, as opposed to you'll get sick and die. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. That's a good way to do it. Then they'll ne- <laughs> then they'll never, yeah. Then they'll never want to do it. It's amazing. <laughs> it's good, maybe that's what's happened to us. You know, where they're like, you're not allowed, like the government. It's like you're allergic to like. <laughs> I'm allergic to bullets. Turns out you can have as many yeah, as you like. Yeah, you can have as many as you want. You never know. one 800 I want to know if you have like an unfortunate allergy that you that it's something you want but you can't have. So maybe you're like allergic to beer and all the boys are having beers and you're like I like beer. I like the taste of beer, but I believe I get a rash every time I have beer. Yeah, I know someone allergic to grass. The like outside. Yep. Uh yeah, no, when he has that the weird <laughs> things happen too. Uh, Michael Ross, I want to know if this is like insane, psychotic, or normal behavior. Uh, normally at night, and if any any time that we're not working, mm. people can get in contact with this show via me. Whether it's like bosses, friends and family, doesn't matter what it is. It's like because my phone will would always be on, will be always near me. Yeah. Uh, even at night, I would have my phone and then it would like ring. I was that person that was like, day or night, call me if you need me. You will answer. And you have space in your bed. No, uh, it was like, call me if you need me. Uh, I was like, like, I'll help someone. I'll pick them up. I'm always just that person that's like, like, I'm like a really low level Batman, like a poor Batman. <laughs> like I can do things that like. But just put up the signal. Yeah. And, and I'll be do there. it. And the last two nights, I, I don't know if it's because I've got a new phone as well, but there's like a little thing where, once again, wouldn't know if you can do it on other phones because I've never done it before. There's an option to go with like, do not disturb, which is, right. sim- I guess, similar to like just chucking it on airplane mode. Uh, but I've started doing that. Obviously, I set my alarm and then I just put it on, on do not disturb from like 8 p.m. until I wake up. And I don't know if it's weird or not, because it just makes me feel like like no one can reach me. Like, no one. And I don't know if I'm doing that because I don't care anymore, or that I finally come to the realisation that at 30 years of age, yeah. no one needs me. <laughs> <laughs> I was, well, obviously people, people do. Okay, sorry. No one needs me between yeah. eight and four. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Like, surely after eight, who's calling? But at the same time, so what's it going to do if your mum calls and you've got do not disturb on? What happens? Nothing. Like, you can do rules Ghost of like... message bank? 
Yeah, the, you can do rules where, like, I think people can call through, like, that you can have, like, certain people can get through. Yeah. But I haven't set that up. I'd set that Nor do I, I care. Yeah. Nor do I care. What's my no. mum need me for? Like, this is dark, but if my dad dies, I'll find out in the morning. <laughs> like I'm, t- I'm so many hours away from them. I can't help. Anyway. But what if they're like, he's he's dying, Mitch. You've got you've got four hours to get here. And you go, yeah, I could get there. Well, how would I know? He's got four hours to get the, there. They go. The doctor's giving him like he'll be gone in the morning. So if you come tonight, you'll see him. Okay, so mum gets through, but that's it. So yeah, that's what I mean. I, like I've got no. There's zero like romantic oh. interest. I don't have to pretend like, oh, call me if you're scared. Like, I don't, there's nothing, I don't have to worry about anything. If you're scared. Yeah, I've had that a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I would, yeah. Look, my only rule of thumb would be take a call from your mum anytime. Like I do. Because, <laughs> because you're implying that she calls you because she's lonely and wants to make love. <laughs> Quick round, uh, lingo. Bingo! That's right, lingo bingo. Uh, so some of the slang we use today actually has been used at other points in history as well. You know, like what was old is new again. Yep. And I want to see if you can figure out like when were these words most popular. Let's kick it off with grody. Oh, uh, that's so grody, man. What does that mean? Grody. So uh, very unpleasant or disgusting. Sounds like a Comes name. from like gross, that sort of thing. And that's you go, like, grody. You're like, oh, that's grody. Or it feels like a 70s term. Is mm. it popular now? Is that what? It's still in quite high use now. Uh, I'll give you between between now and 1950, when has it been most popular? Ooh. Actually, I'm going to go early 80s. Look at him. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it is an 80s. It's an 80s term from, yeah, gross, grotesque, grody became grody with a D. All right. Next up, dork. Oof. Let me put in a sentence for you. Michael Ross is a big dork. That's correct. I would have I would have bumped those numbers up a little bit, calling you that over all these years. Um, bit wider this time. When is the most popular? Between eighteen fifty, no, and now. Like you, like it can't be like. And I do mean literally now, like twenty. Like it, it can't be like dork, as in like, uh, like oh, a dork is actually what holds a door open. It's a piece of cork underneath it. Is it actually like the insult dork? Yes. So here's what dork means. A contemptible, socially inept person, also slang for a man's penis. That is you. So so dork, looking back through history, is actually another way to call someone a dick. He's being a bit of a dick. He's Ah. being a dork. I'm going to say 2022. So you're now, saying right now, now, right now. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It is most used in the last, like, even less than 10 years. It's at, it's at its peak. But then 1860 was the other highest point. Really? Finally. You, you might clean sweep this today for Lingo Bingo. Gnarly. Oh. oh. These waves are gnarly, dude. When was gnarly most used? I mean, you got to think maybe the 90s. Give me the parameters. Give me the... So between 1900 and now. And Nali, of course, either meaning like twisted or difficult, dangerous, challenging, can also be very good or excellent. I reckon uh, the the surfers using it, it means that like they're using it, they were using it as a vintage word as well. So I'm going to have a complete full court shot and go 1910. 1910. Incorrect. 
Ninety Dan. It's funny. The turn of the century was the second highest use. Oh, really? So around nineteen hundreds, it was at its second highest use. Its highest use was during the twenty tens. Really? So yeah, surfer surfer culture took off like over the last ten years. Uh, so gnarly is like gnarly is like. I guess because it came out of surfer culture, and anyone sort of uses it now. Lamb, Mitchell and Michael, and joining us now, as he loves to on a cheap Tuesdays, the one and only Scott Phillips. How you doing, mate? I would not rather be anywhere else, boys. This is the only place to be on a cheap Tuesday. Yes. Uh, now... Have you joined Michael's Bargain Bid yet on, on the socials? Uh, I'm on Facebook. <laughs> it's a group where we brag right. most about okay. our bargains. So join. No, no, no. Scott, don't worry. I've got you back. Have you signed up to Motley Fool? I, I listen. <laughs> I have a, I have a cheeky listener, listener. Oh, you don't need me here, do you? You guys are covering this beautifully. <laughs> Keep going. I'm, 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 I'm just listening to the everyone else. I'm just enjoying the banter. Keep going. Now, look, I'm not enjoying the fact that no. uh, Optus got attacked. And now, I don't Rude. know how much stuff I'm I'm going to lose. Uh, <laughs> lucky there's not a whole lot of money they can take. <laughs> but like, how does it affect, you know, banks and, and, and whatnot? Yeah. You know what they say, guys? I started with nothing, and I've still got most of it left. So uh, that's, that's, the, that's the opposite story for plenty of people. Look, so here, I mean, it, it sucks, right? And and there'll be plenty to be said in courts and other places, uh, probably very large fines with seven or eight figures in them. Uh, it's ugly for Optus, worse for its customers who are now trying to work out how badly exposed they are. We hope it comes to naught. Now, it, it seems like there might have been some relatively rudimentary errors made by Optus. The good news is... We're yet to have touch with all those good things. A major bank here or a major financial institution actually suffer this kind of problem. They normally be you know, hear about department stores being hacked or telcos. Not they should be. It's a, a terrible outcome. But the banks are pretty good generally at looking after our information. So that's the first thing. Second thing is generally speaking, you are covered for any of those losses. Now, not entirely and not in every situation, and we need to be careful we don't tread in too many you know, legal grounds here, but broadly speaking, the banks have done a pretty good job, as have the regulators, in making sure that if you are dudded by someone and you've used your information responsibly, so you have to do your bit, but as long as you've done that, you're generally covered for things that might go wrong without finances. So think about tap and go, for example. There's limits on that. The banks will refund you if it's been used fraudulently. You can put a stop on your credit card information, all that kind of stuff. But it also makes sense to do the really basic stuff. And this is kind of the, the boring housekeeping of finance, but it's worth it. Keep an eye on your credit card statement. Keep an eye on your bank statements. If you see something funny, flag it with the banks really, really quickly. Now, credit cards are easy. You just literally push the dispute transaction button with most of the online banking, for example, and the banks will do that work for you. Um, also, using something like PayPal. Now, I should disguise I'm a shareholder, by the way, but it's, no, my shareholding is inconsequential, trust me. Um, <laughs> to, to, to put a layer of payment between you and the banks, for example. So uh, my mother-in-law, for example, only ever buys stuff online. She can use PayPal. And it's just a really smart way to say, you know what? If the worst comes to worst, I can go back to PayPal, get my money back. And I also don't have to give my credit card details to everybody just in case they go missing. So there's some really smart things you can do. We can't avoid everything and we can't certainly stop companies themselves being hacked, but a little bit of kind of, you know, personal finance hygiene, that can go a long way. Also, just a quick question. When did you get your PayPal uh, stocks? Not in uh, 2021, I hope. Uh, let's, say, let's say I'm not doing very well. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's been a very ordinary ride on my PayPal shit. I've used it for years. I should have bought shares years ago. And I finally went, I should get some of those. And I may well have been the, the very reason why the shares have fallen. I may have jinxed them massively just quietly. That's the best piece of security. Have something no one wants. <laughs> <laughs> It's worth less now, so there's less to lose. That's always important. <laughs> Great stuff, as always. If you want more of The Motley Fool, make sure you grab the podcast or the good oil 
on Listener or head over to their website. Scott Phillips, once again, thank you, mate. Great to be with you. Thanks, boys. Week, the fuel excise uh, is like coming back. So the government clamped down it as things were getting a little bit out of control about, what, eight months ago, seven, eight months ago? It's pronounced exercise. <laughs> the fuel's going to exercise. Now, nah, what's ex- what's an excess? The excess is like the extra charge. Oh. Uh, it's cost the government $3 billion. Oh, like as in like they've essentially... Them paying it instead of us. So like them going, oh, we will pay the GST. Type Basically. Thing. Okay. So we could see it jump by 25 cents per litre. It'll take, they reckon, you know, a week or two to, to like fully ramp up. Jeez. Like, so you will have like time. If it got to, and I'm not saying it will, but if it got to the worst petrol price in the world, which is Hong Kong, $4.30 a litre. Jeez. My car with a 70 litre tank would go from $100, $112 to fill up to $300 to fill up. 300 bucks to fill 300 up. 300 bucks to fill up your tank. And imagine if you were using a tank a week, which is pretty common in the regions. Imagine $300. That's, that's over 15 and a half grand. If it was $300 a week to fill up your car. Nobody's worth that. Like, like nobody. You're saying like visiting. Like grandma's like, oh, well, you never see me anymore. And you're like, like you're not worth 15 grand. You weren't worth 115. You're not worth 300. If you enjoyed the Mitchell and Michael podcast, remember to subscribe, leave a review and share with your mates.